Today we are talking about uh, PAD controllers, which are probably the most widely used controllers uh, all over the world. First of all, why PAD control? When PAD control? Some tuning rules. There are many tuning rules. We will give just one example, show the advantages and limitations of these tuning rules, and give some examples. PAD controllers are the most widely applied types of controllers uh, for most situations. In the industry, probably 90% of all controllers is PAD-like. Uh, they are available as uh, single controllers or can be implemented in computers where you uh, implement many PAD controllers in one computer taking care of many processes. And one of the reasons is that they are applicable to many, many processes. Uh, quite a lot of processes you can control quite well with a good tuned PAD controller. But in most cases they only give a reasonable performance because it's a general purpose controller and not specifically uh, made for, for this particular situation. Which of course is clear if you have to tune uh, in a for instance, in a power station, thousands of control loops, you can't pay a lot of effort to every single control loop, so you must uh, use standard off-the-shelf controllers and use some simple rules or uh, experience to, to tune these controllers. Fuzzy, as we have seen in the, the first lecture, uh, the, the example of uh, making a, a, a cake, uh, so, so it's a little bit uh, too, uh, too pale, it must be a little bit more brown, and mm -hmm. that's in most cases also a kind of PAD control, so that explains the success of many fuzzy applications. So in the first lecture we have already seen, seen the example of stopping a car at the traffic light, we have seen the cruise control systems and there we applied PD and PI controllers, for instance stopping a car at the traffic light, the goal was to stop in time at the white line, we have seen an example, and to do that uh, in with a good response, so very fast and without overshoot, mm -hmm. we had to consider the situation, and considering that as a control system, we considered the distance to the white line as a control variable, which is in fact the proportional action, yeah, proportional with the distance to your uh, set point. Mm -hmm. You have a control action, but in order to have enough damping and not to, uh, to have overshoot in this situation, we also needed the speed of the car, which is the derivative control. Mm -hmm. So you could say that was already a PD controller. And we designed it without much knowledge of, uh, of control theory, just by playing with the parameters we could achieve good control. In the cruise control example, we added the uh, integrating action necessary in order to deal with a constant disturbance, in this, kind, uh, th this case the slope of a hill, at the input of the process. So in order to have a steady state error zero in this case, we needed the, uh, the integrating action. In general, you could say that uh, just proportional control has a limited accuracy for systems with an order higher than, uh, than one, because you get stability issues. Even for a second order system, if you increase the proportional gain, you get an oscillating response, the damping decreases. So you need some, some damping. Uh, in order to prevent this, this oscillations or this uh, oscillatory behavior, we can only use a limited bandwidth. So in order to increase the bandwidth, we need some, uh, some damping, which is achieved by using PD control. 
And you could say that if you have a second order system, then PD control is equivalent to state feedback. We have seen in the, uh, the lecture on state feedback that if you can use all the states, you can achieve any pole locations you like. Mm -hmm. So if you have a second order system, proportional plus derivative feedback is equivalent to feedback of the two states of the system. So that uh, could work perfectly for higher order systems. Of course, this is an approximation, and it's only true if you can approximate the system more or less by its second order behavior. You could also say that the PD control is compatible with the lead network. PD control leads to a, a zero and a, and a pole, where the zero is more close to the origin than the pole. So that's equivalent to a lead network. And you could say in general that PD control is applicable as long as the system behaves more or less like a second order system. So if you stay in a frequency range where only two dominant poles close to the origin dominate the, the response, mm -hmm. also in the feedback system, then PD control is, uh, is, is a well chosen controller. PI control has been used uh, for increased accuracy of type 0 systems. So if you have no integrator, we add an integrator in the controller, mm -hmm. leading to high control. And a PI controller is also comparable with a lag network. And we have also seen the situation where the dead time is uh, quite present. And in that case, uh, even a pure eye controller was necessary because uh, steady state accuracy was more important there than speed of response. So integrating action also has some is related to, to a slow. Yeah, you can never have very fast responses if you have to rely upon an element, which is kind of memory, which has to build up information. So for systems of type 0 and a dominant second order behavior, you could say then PI, PID control is the choice. So the PD for stability and speed of response and the integrating action to achieve a steady state error equal to 0 for step changes at the input. And a PID controller can be seen as a combination of a lead and lag network. So all the theory we have seen in this course finally can be considered as being part of PID type control, mm -hmm. but we have used different views to, to design these controllers. PID controller is more related to tuning rules and, uh, and playing with the knobs, lead and lag networks. We have nice design methods and also state, uh, state space uh, approach, state feedback, uh, especially if you use optimization. There are methods and tools which can help you to tune the controller. Yeah. So we can consider different types of systems. So this is a very general representation of, uh, of an nth order system mm -hmm. where you have uh, at least uh, three poles visible here, but there are many more. Yeah, and that's, of course, in many cases reality that not only first or second order system, but that you have a high order system. But such systems can be approximated by a response like this, which is a kind of S-shaped curve. So you have here the influence of all small time constants. So there seems to be there is a small delay. And then you have this type of response, no overshoot, that's quite present in, uh, in many process industry applications. Uh, you could approximate such a curve by saying, well, this is just a small dead time. And then the first order behavior, of course, that's a different type of response, but it could be an approximation. And that indicates that such a system, if the 
that time, the, the delay is relatively small compared with the time constant, that in that case, PI control, as we have seen, is the good choice. And if the dead time is dominant, you should use eye control. So this is typically a PID situation where you have an nth order system without a real time delay. If there is really some time delay present and the time delay is small compared with the time constant, you go for PI control. If the time delay, which is almost similar here, but this response is much faster, so the time constant is smaller than Eye control is probably the choice. Well, then tuning. For tuning, we consider in this case a third order process because, well, second order process, uh, these tuning rules do not work. Uh, we consider this process, and the question is how to tune the gain without using further theory, but just doing some experiments. <coughs> We assume the process to be unknown. I've given here the equation, but if you get an arbitrary process in practice, you don't know the, uh, the process characteristics. So you have an unknown process. You can observe some behavior from, from time responses, but you are not sure what the process actually, actually is. So in the tuning rules of Cyclonickels, we uh, bring the feedback system on the border of instability. Of course, that must be possible. There are situations where it's not very wise to make the system almost unstable. If you have a nuclear power station, you don't want to do this experiment. But there are cases where you could do it and the system doesn't have to become unstable, but just very close to instability. We can demonstrate that. Here is the process. We run the simulation. Now this is the uh, response for an arbitrary gain. Now we play with the gain and say, well, we make it, uh, well, let's make it four. Now we can go further. Well, let's make it ten. Okay, that's the on the border of instability. So you could say, well, I want to stay away from this uh, instability point, so I uh, I give the system uh, a gain margin of uh, a factor two. So if I decrease the gain now by a factor two and say, well, my gain is five, and do it again, well, I erase the rest. Then this is a response which has at least a gain margin of uh, 50%. Well, of course, this is not a very nice response, but if you consider the uh, response for disturbances, this is okay. Then you can allow less damping than for, for step changes at the input. So this is a way of tuning. Well, result is not what we consider to be very good uh, before, but that's what uh, the cyclonical rules uh, Describe. So 
So a gain margin of 60B, a factor 2, is a reasonable choice for the gain of a proportional controller. But just a reasonable choice, and not a, not a very good choice. So this is the response. You also see that in this case it's a type 0 system. We didn't consider that just now, but here we see it where we have the reference that there is also a steady state error. So if you want to increase, for instance, the speed of the response, and if you want to increase the, uh, the steady state error, we have to take additional measures. And this is correct, so the st steady state error is 1 over 1 plus 5, yeah, which is uh, indeed what we see here. If you consider this in the, the Nyquist plot, in fact what we did, we have here the Nyquist plot of the process, but of course the Nyquist plot is not known, well you could measure it, but that's a lot of work. In fact what we did, we did an experiment to determine this point, uh, the, the crossing with the, uh, the negative real axis, so we increased the gain, such that this point just went through the mi minus 1. In that case, we are on the border of instability, so we have identified, in fact, just one point of the Nyquist plot. And then we reduced the gain by a factor 2, leaving this Nyquist plot of the open system. And that uh, that's, in fact, where we base the whole tuning on. And, of course, there are more points and more more relevance here than just this single point. And we also see that the phase margin in this case is only 25 degrees, which is a damping ratio of 0.25, which is quite low, as we saw. In order to decrease the, uh, the, the steady state gain, we can go to a PI controller, and you can make a PI controller in a parallel form, by saying, well, I have a KP, and in parallel I have a 1 over S tau I. This is the way of, of indicating a... PI controller, but we will see that this uh, this time constant is not really a time constant because if we compute it, KP plus 1 over S tau I, we get an expression where we see that tau I together with KP determines the, the zero of the network. We have a pole in the origin, we have a zero here, and there's a gain, 1 over tau I. So 1 over tau I is the gain of the controller. And that's again, this, this terminology comes from a different... Uh, way of approaching control systems and well the way we treated it so far we would have preferred this to call this a time a, a, a gain factor and this combination uh, a kind of time constant but then for, for the location of the, the zero yeah. so the zero is in uh, minus 1 over kp times tau i and the system gain is 1 over tau i so if we want to uh, switch off the integral action, we make tau i going to infinity. If we want to make it important, we choose a very small tau i. And as said, this is comparable with a lag network. The only difference is that we have the pole in the origin. So the gain really goes to infinity for low frequencies. We can also realize the PI controller in series form. That's done more often than we have the proportional gain here, and here we have the, uh, the the integral action. And if we compute that, we see that indeed now tau i determines the location of the zero, and kp over tau i determines the system gain. Again, the uh, the pole zero location can be similar as in the other network, but of course now with other parameters. So if you have a p PI controller, you must know whether it's in series form or in parallel form. But this is the most commonly used form.
So going to the cyclic Nichols rules, uh, you could say that the proportional controller we tune by selecting Kp to controller gain uh, 0.5 times the gain where the system is on the border of instability. For a Pi controller, we have to reduce the gain a little bit because the integrating action doesn't improve the stability. So we reduce the gain a little bit and we select uh, the tau i in the series form as 0.8 times the period of the oscillation. So when we consider the response, we could say, well, the time between two, uh, two minimum or maximum values is the oscillation period. Well, we see that this is uh, 1.9 second. So 0.8 times 1.9 is 1.5. And the proportional gain is 4.5 instead of 5 before. And we see that the response is even more oscillatory, but that the steady state error has uh, disappeared. Well, we have to wait a long time before we achieve this steady state error. Then when we add the uh, derivative action, we do that again in series form. So this is the integrating action we just saw. And but in fact, what we want to make is a term S tau D plus 1. But that would imply that we should make a, a real differentiation, which is not uh, not possible in practice. Not, you can't do that in the computer. You can't do that in uh, in electronics. So we have, we need this time constant together with with this term in order to realize this differentiation by just uh, integrating. And in, fa in fact, this is a, a first order state variable filter. We have seen the state variable filter. And you can make this in a similar way as we made the state variable filter, but then in the first order realization. And when we work this out and write this as a, a lead network, in fact, this is a lead network. The only difference is in case of a lead network, we didn't use the beta, but uh, we used the alpha here. In this case, beta is uh, smaller than one. Al alpha was always uh, approximately the value of 10. Beta is approximately the value of one tenth. I could have used the same symbols, but this is the way it's used in the PD, PID controller uh, descriptions. So this is the lag network combined with the lead network. And when we... Uh, we have to tune the PID controller. We say, well, we can increase the gain a little bit because we now have also the derivative action. We increase the uh, the integral action because tau i is smaller here. That means that the influence of the integrating action is larger because it's uh, if you have a large tau i, you have uh, zero integrating action. If you have small tau i, the integrating action increases. Well, this is the result. Indeed, we see that the response is faster. Damping is a little bit better than the PI situation, but not really good. And this is the final tuning result, which is not, uh, not that important. Well, we considered so far uh, set point changes in the input, but as I said, uh, PID controllers are often used for processes which have to, to remain in steady state. If you have a refinery where you want to fix pressures and temperatures and flows, you only have to react on disturbances, and that's more reacting on disturbances like this, which uh, work on the input of the process. 
So if we consider the same PID control, controller we just designed here for a step change, we had this response which was uh, not so well damped. But if we have a step disturbance at the input of the process, we see that the controller behaves quite well. We have a small variation, but the, uh, the disturbance is quite rapidly controlled back to a zero value. So this response is not very nice for a disturbance uh, reduction. This is, uh, this is quite okay. This is the situation where we have the, uh, the dead time. Small dead time, a large time constant. Well, we can do the uh, same experiment. We assume the process given here to be unknown. We repeat the experiments, bring this feedback system at the border of instability, and then apply the tuning rules. So here we see the response where the system is almost on the almost unstable. So this is close enough to determine the oscillation gain and the oscillation period. And from there we can derive a proportional controller which behaves quite well. Or we can, uh, and we can, can consider that here. So we have now a disturbance which uh, repeats and this is the way to make a repeating disturbance. So this is the disturbance, it goes up and it goes down, it behaves quite quite well, although we see the, the steady state error, we see the steady state error here as well. So we need some uh, some integrating action to uh, to improve the things, and that is done here using the same rules. So for these systems, uh, well, the response is, uh, is quite reasonable, and we see that the disturbance is quite well suppressed here. PID doesn't much good. Eh? It, it makes the system faster, but we, we get a really large overshoot of 100%. That's because of the uh, the dead time, and we have seen that before. In cases of you have dead time, don't use the D in the controller. Okay. No D action for systems with time delay. Well, this is the other situation where we have the small time constant and the, the large dead time. We do the same. We find different numbers. This is the tuning with speed control, which is really, uh, really nothing. There's a large steady state error, and with PI control, well, the response is not, uh, not really good. But finally, you go to a zero steady state value. Yeah. And if you apply the D action here, that is uh, well terrible. And then the we get an unstable system with a very strange behavior because of the dead time. Of course, uh, we could apply uh, optimization again. In case we, we know the process, we could do the optimization offline. So we say, well, we have determined the transfer function of the process. We apply the PID controller. We weight the, uh, the output of the PID controller, which is the control effort U. We weight the error and try to minimize this criterion and find a solution. Uh, well, if you don't know the process, another way to do it is to do it in practice. Yeah, but that means that you should have access to the process and should be allowed to do lots of experiments. And so you have seen if you did the hill climbing, 
that you sometimes have uh, 100 function evaluations. That means that you have to do 100 experiments in order to find optimal tuning. So here is the process. This is the initial situation. And then we may do the optimization. We can indeed find uh, a better response. So this is the uh, PID controlled case. I think the system is the system we considered uh, in, the, in all the examples, the third order system. And we see that with proper tuning, with, with an optimization, you can get, achieve much better results than you can achieve with Tickler Nichols. Yeah. The reason I treated these Tickler Nichols rules is that they are well known. They, they are the first, probably the first tuning rules applied for, for tuning PID controllers. But they are certainly not the best, and it also depends upon the, the, the type of process you are controlling. So for particular situations where you know a little bit about the process behavior, there are better rules than than Tickler Nichols rules. So this is really a much better result. So to conclude, uh, we could say that uh, PID control is uh, suited for systems with an S-shaped response, systems with time delay, but then you have to switch off the uh, the D action. The Tsiklenecker rules, well, you could say give reasonable responses if you find these responses reasonable, and certainly not very good, and certainly they are more suited for disturbance rejection than for tracking. And we have also seen that, uh, that better tuning is indeed uh, possible.